0: Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater, Here are news, reviews, discussion, and, of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog, Audio theater. So in continuing celebration, as we enter our eighth year hitter at Radio Drama Revival, we are featuring um, a replay of Roger Gregg's uh, piece by Roger Gregg, The Salmon of Blackpool. My personal favorites of his work. uh, He's done a lot of very fantastic fantasy and mythic and and horror and and other odd stuff over the years. Uh, But this is a, a very film like contemporary drama, which you just don't hear quite enough of uh, executed well in audio drama, so I'm uh, very thrilled. We originally played it back in 2008, uh, but it's here for you now in 2014 at the Salmon of Blackpool uh, parts three and four. It is a fairly dark story um, and there's some language, so do uh, bear that in mind. Um, probably not a safe for work production. Before we get into that, I want to say uh, huge congrats. Uh, we are just starting to hear uh, about the nominees in the BBC Audio Drama Awards. Um, and there has yet to be anyone from the U.S. that I think has ever won an award, but we got a nomination uh, this year. Jonathan Mitchell, uh, who co-produced a piece with Judith Camper, um, who was a BBC producer, he got a uh, nomination for best use of sound. Um, in previous years, uh, two of our UK friends, um, the Minister of Chance. And uh, John Dryden's piece, the field recordist for the BBC, uh, both got nominations. Um, So uh, it's great to see a New York-based producer be on that list. Um, Maybe some other friends we know who will be finalists for that. Often it is. Um, as you might imagine, a very BBC-centric uh, awards program, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Jonathan is there, so um, of course you heard his series The Truth. You know how great uh, Jonathan's sound design work is. Um, so huge kudos to you, Jonathan. Uh, best of luck. Uh, I know those awards are going to be uh, talked about more in a few weeks Um, and uh, we will hopefully get to play some of Jonathan's work here soon on Radio Drum Revival to reintroduce you to the wonders going on over the truth podcast Uh, and now uh, for no further ado crazy dog audio theaters the salmon blackpool parts three and four the conclusion thank you
1: Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, in association with RTE Radio, presents The Salmon of Blackpool* by Roger Gregg. Episode 3 So, Johnny,
2: by this stage the disease was really working its way up your body. <laughs> I was getting a lot of grief from Sheldon and Hollywood. My script wasn't turning out to be the happy, feel-good story they wanted. I was really out on a limb, but I felt it was the right thing to do, to keep on writing the truth about you. So, uh, the script, scene 121. We cut back to our fish, the returning salmon, making his way up the river. And like before, we see the world from his point of view, down in the water, and the river is murky and dark shapes appear and flash. The fins of other fish. Rocks. Strange things floating lifeless in the water. Cut to our characters then, sitting together and I'm pulling out a notepad. <sighs> oh, look, the pressure's really on me here, Johnny. Sheldon needs to see some progress. Ah, and your script about my life. Yeah, your life. Oh, OK. You know
3: another talentless scumbag is Gertie O'Leary. Oh, no, 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 no,
2: no, no. Look, 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 I...
3: I've written out some questions here. Okay, keep your head on, kid. Just pour me a drink, put a straw in it. Here. Oh, look, there's no ice in that. Yeah, all right, I'll drink it straight. Say, you like this new cup? It's a special design for people who can't work their hands, like me. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, no, um I have a list. i a handle
3: as big as my head on this cup, huh? I thought I had a bunch of this Special stuff delivered, mad scientist crap. Those tubes to stick in me. They're prolonging me, Rich. I don't want
2: to be prolonged. I know, I know. I know, Johnny, I know. Uh, now, my questions. All right, all right, shoot. Uh, did you have a happy childhood? Yes. Where exactly did you grow up? Who said I grew up? What were your parents like? You know, was it, what was your home like? Was it, was it happy? Was it sad? Do you even remember? I try not to. Right. Um, so it was violent then? Was there like abuse? Uh, neglect? Were you very poor? Was that it? Okay. Your career. Uh, when did you first know you wanted to be an actor? I was
3: born acting.
2: Uh, was. Well, how did you get into it? I need a drink. Oh, come on, Johnny. Look, cut me some slack here. I've been with you for 14 months now. I've gotten nowhere. I've just been chronicling what's going on with you here, but I need background. Like, I need the early years. I forget the early years. I did. Look, listen. Writing this screenplay about you is a big, big break for me. Can't you see that? It's my chance to go from making a small film in Cork to making a big, big Hollywood movie and... and (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) So you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself all you want, but... I'm going to write this thing if it kills me it's killing you already you shouldn't smoke (laughs) I know gives you cancer I had cancer no way yeah testicular cancer Uh, when? Uh, about four years ago now uh, got the all clear that's when I decided to make a movie you know short film Mm, Uh, good on you life is short enough you know you got to do what you believe in when you think when you got the chance yeah right of course, making the film was so much friggin' stress. You started smoking again. <laughs> yeah, right back. right back in the fags. <laughs>
3: That's priceless.
2: That's great.
3: You're <laughs> killing me. You're um, killing me. Here, geez. take the whole pack. Oh, cheers. Priceless. That's absolutely priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. So, cancer, huh? Mm. The big C. Yeah, the big C. Scary. At
2: the time it was, yeah. Mm. Thought you were dying, huh? Occurred to me, but uh, I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, I tried to think positive, you mm. know. Yeah, they can treat it
3: pretty easy.
2: Yeah, usually if it's cotton time. <sighs> Lucky for me, it was. I had this, you know, lump and it was bothering me, so I went to the doctor and the doctor looked at it and he said, yeah, don't worry about that. It's only a cyst. A cyst, yeah. And, uh, but I thought, no, no, I, I knew something was up, you know, mm-hmm. doctor or no, doctor. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to London and see my uncle, he's a doctor, and he did tests. You know, the test came back and it was, it was, it was cancer.
3: Mm. Lucky for you, you had an uncle in London. <laughs> <so> if you...
2: <laughs> yeah, if i listen to the doctor here. i would be dead. Yeah, I would.
3: So what do they do?
2: They, uh, they remove one of my balls. Oh. <laughs> I'm alive and the other one works fine. Mm. Alive.
3: With all the plumbing working, that's the main thing, speaking of which... Sinead! Sinead! Get in here and sing us a song. Please?
2: That got me thinking, Johnny. Anyway you look at it, life is short. So, so short. we got to use the time we have to do what we think is right. So that's why I kept on writing just what I was seeing. It wasn't going to make Sheldon happy, like. Lucky for me, I guess, Cork is a very small place in every sense of the word. And if you weren't going to tell me your backstory, there was plenty of places to look. One name kept coming up. Donald McSweeney.
4: So these big Hollywood producers picked you to write this movie? (laughs) Yeah. No offence, like, but how'd you get that?
2: Ah, Well, they saw my short film. like.
4: right, I heard about that. Yeah, You made that yourself, right? I did, yeah. How'd you get that together, if you don't mind me asking? I just went ahead and made it. That feels juicy, by you fucking showed him, didn't you? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. Only had to max out about four credit cards, like, but, yeah, I showed him. <laughs> I'm curious, though, I mean, how'd you go about getting the movie do you? Well,
2: I just went to LA and took my movie around.
4: Just like that? Yeah, just like that. And they saw you?
2: Yeah. Well, in fact, the producer they hired me said that's what they're in the business to do. He said, like, they're always looking for the next big thing, whatever sells. You know, a box officer, that's their bottom line.
4: So they watched your film and they liked it? Well, got me this gig. That's brilliant. Yeah. Did you see it? What?
2: My film, Shawnee, boy.
4: No, no, not yet. No, I've been first busy. Like, I have a lot of theatre projects on the go and a lot of irons in the fire. Like, you know, keeping busy. Cork, you know, yourself. Ah, yeah, sure, yeah.
2: So, uh, Donald, the reason I'm here, uh, I, I was doing
4: research for this thing and I've, I've heard that you and Johnny Gallagher were mates. Best mates, yeah. Listen, is there, like, a fee for this? Fee for what? For interviewing me, you know, getting the benefit of my expertise, like, it's only fair, like, call it a consultation fee. All right, yeah, uh, a uh, consultation fee, yeah. Galler will tell you about me, yeah?
2: No, no. Never? No, you see, that's the problem. He's never mentioned anybody or anything about like Cork.
4: But he's here in town, right? Sorry. Uh, Answer that. i better take that, actually. I know about it. Man. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Milk and fish fingers, all right. Okay, look, I'm in the I'm in the middle of something here. Alright, talk to you later. Bye, bye, bye. Sorry about that Leo.
2: Yeah, no about uh, no, I was just saying, uh, he's he's never he's fairly quiet about his background in Corkland.
4: But he's here in town, right? That's what I heard anyway.
2: Oh yeah, he's here, yeah.
4: Yeah. And what's he doing?
2: He's uh he's resting. Resting? Look, I I can't get into it, he's
4: Right, but between you and me, like he he's on the cocaine, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Between between you and me, yeah, he's on the cocaine. Yeah,
4: yeah. That figure's alright. Cocaine. Probably like Pacino and Scarface, yeah? <laughs> see, I know him, you see. He's always an extreme kind of a bloke, completely over the top with everything. There's no control with DJ like. What do you mean, DJ? Dennis John, that's his proper name. You didn't know that, did you? No. Oh yeah. When I knew him he was DJ Gallagher. He didn't like be called Dinny, you see. <laughs> his father's name was Dennis. Did you know his family? Er, uh, no, not really. His father was long gone by the time I met him. Well, he's dead? No, he skipped off to England, I think. You know the way, like. Alright. Do you know his mother at all? Never talked about her. Never.
2: That's, uh, that's significant.
4: He grew up just around the corner there from the Constellation Bear, near the brewery, you know. Was that right? Yeah. But when I met him now, he was sharing this little ground floor flat with some skinhead bloke on this old terrace. Awful grotty place. <laughs> there was a hole in the kitchen wall where the rats would come in and out. <laughs> I remember Johnny killed one with a frying pan one day. <laughs> oh, they were crazy days, boy We used to go to the cricket grounds on the Mardi to collect magic mushrooms and then get out of our heads and go down the arc. Punk was the big thing then, massive, but.
2: Oh, yeah. So, uh, so what's the story then with you and him?
4: Oh, well, no, that's a story, alright. We were both actors, you know, about 18 and uh, both going places, no? I liked him like he had a temper but he had a lot of drive you know so I put together this little two-hander a little play like a show an Irish thing and uh, he uh, and I got the money together and we, we took the show to New York on stage in the Big Apple Bay. and where did you play in New York? well it was a uh, place off Broadway intimate venues like you know we, we wanted contact with the audience alright yeah the crowds that saw us loved it of course great feedback and all but uh it was really weird because we were doing well, you know. Things were just starting to happen. Oh, really? Yeah, and I met this guy whose brother was working at a TV station, right? And uh, he was going to get get a scene by the producer and everything. And then one morning I wake up and there he was, gone. Do you mean he was gone? He left. He didn't say anything? Not a word. Just up and left me alone in the middle of New York and that was it. I thought we were friends, you know, but uh, I suppose I was wrong. So after not a word for a couple of days, I came back to Cork. Oh, yeah, I was smart. I had a return ticket, you see. DJ didn't think to do that, now at all. <laughs> he was stuck. Actually, anyway, it doesn't matter. It worked out OK for my I suppose. And then a year later, I see him on the telly calling himself Johnny Gallagher. It was gas, you know. I'm sitting there, and on comes DJ playing this taxi driver. I tried a few times to contact him then, but he never got in touch. I think his agent must never have passed on the message to him or something.
2: Well, and he never got back?
4: Never set foot in Cork again, till now, of course. And how did he get from New York to Hollywood? I couldn't tell you. I haven't a clue. Come up to me this movie you know that you're writing they'd be parts for Cork people in that, right
2: and for months everywhere I went and everyone I asked it was the same Johnny just vague memories of a kid with a lot of drive who was out of here by the time he was 20 <laughs> some even thought you were English or American from the way you talked and carried yourself a guy from anywhere but the grotty north side of Cork city as far as I can tell, Johnny, not one close relationship. I don't think you've ever had one, or here or anywhere else. I don't do friends. What about Donald McSweeney?
3: Donald McSweeney?
2: Yeah, he told me you were friends once. So. I never
3: had friends, just people who worked for me.
2: Well, Donald told me about acting together with him in New York. Acting? And... There was no acting in
3: New York.
2: But Donald told me that you and him went off. What? And... What
3: did he tell you? Broadway, right? The big time?
2: Well, he said off Broadway. <laughs>
3: The pub gig, you mean. Gig. The pub gig. Well, one pub gig? Uh, when I think about it now, he must have been insane. Or from Cork. Or both. Donald was all talk. That's all he ever was and that's all he ever will be. Talk. He actually thought he could just show up and blackguard his way into all these Irish bars in New York. What, well, and put on your show? Show? What show? It was just a... <laughs> It was just him in a pair of thick glasses, doing James Joyce, and me in a bowler hat, waiting for Godot. Oh God! And then, (laughs) then if that wasn't enough, he'd put on this rubber wig and do his Jack Lynch T shock from Cork impersonation. (laughs) Like anybody cares. That's so sad, you know. I'd say they didn't find you funny then, though. They didn't find us anything. We sat at the bar performing, and everyone just ignored us, thought maybe we were a couple of madmen. And then when we passed the bowler hat around at the end, I got into a fight with the barman (laughs) and this truck driver guy when they found out we weren't collecting for the IRA. We got thrown out into the street, and that was Donald's tour of New York. And then one morning he wakes up and you're gone well, What, do you think I'm an idiot? Well you left, do eh? Of course I did, he was talking about going back to Cork And there was no way I was ever, ever going to let that happen to me You know I bet you any money that that time in New York is the high point of Donald's life I, uh, I was a big hit in New York Yeah Acting in my show Smash it off Broadway I bet you 30 years later He's still going on about it Am I right?
2: Yeah 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 he is He's still going on about it but he's, uh, he's off Broadway tour Of intimate venues <laughs> Ha Intimate
3: venues I knew it I knew it That is so cork The place is full of it. Oh, I was big in Chicago, in construction. Earned a fortune, but lost a gambling, so I came back. Oh, I was having great crack in Australia, selling sandwiches on the beach, but it was too sunny, so I came back. The place is full of them. Losers. Every last one of them. Losers. And then, when they have to come back, they face the other set of losers, or even worse. What are the losers? The ones that never even had the vision to even try and climb out of Cork in the first place. The ones that stayed behind and became the big fish in the little bog. The ones that everyone has to suck up to just to get their phones connected, or or some kind of help when there's no food in the place. Because your ma is off. When she's. When she's off.
2: She's off what? I need a drink. Sinead. Sinead! That's when I began to get some kind of sense of what was going on inside you, Johnny. Not the disease, but what really tormented you. It was all pointing back. Back to what made you want to get out. Meanwhile, there was Sinead, filling the place with her songs. Uh, (laughs) Ah, You were falling for her, Jenny. Who could blame you? We all fell for her. How could we not? We cut to rays of sunshine, filtering down through the murky
5: water. My lips taste the salt brine As my toes touch the sea I step from the shoreline to the waves reach my knees I wade in deeper, I'm going all the way Your little stream with your little dreams can hold me back today Just release me into the deep Don't try to fish me out with promises Keep The ocean is calling, oh let me go I wheel through the currents, I dance through the waves Below me softly, kissing me with spray I leap to the sunlight from the wide open sea Where it all goes I'll never know let this dream carry me,
1: Ooh.
6: Ooh. Ooh. <coughs> Sinead. Yes, Miss Finbar is here. What? It's nearly half past six, and I need to see to it
5: that Mr. Gallagher takes his evening medications. Oh, of course, Miss. I'm so sorry. i just tidy all this away.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you going?
5: I have to go, Mr. Gallagher. Finbar gets really impatient. Wait,
3: don't, don't go, Sinead. Please. I'm
5: sorry, I have to. But the
3: song. It's a great
2: song, Richie Teller. It's a great song. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable, Sinead. It really is. is Thanks,
5: Richie. But I do have to go. Finbar has a big gig tonight.
2: <sighs>
3: Get him in here. What? Have him come on in. What's the rush? Go on, get him. Doesn't he want to meet the movie star? Isn't that why he arrives early every evening and sits out in that car panting like some kind of Labrador? All right,
5: Mr. Gallagher. I, I, I just go get him Oh, he's dying to meet you.
3: And I'm just dying. <laughs> <laughs> what, Marcel, what is it now?
6: Mr. Gallagher, I must be honest with you. I don't think it's appropriate what you're doing.
3: What I'm doing? What am I doing, my
6: son? This business with Sinead, I mean. What business
3: would that be, my son? That girl
6: is here to help manage your house. Yes. She's not here to... To uh, what? Your flirtations, encouraging her to... To what? You know very well what I'm talking about.
3: I, I don't... Oh. Oh, you think... I want to be able to walk again, just so I can leap out of this wheelchair, pick her up and carry her into some sunny apple orchard, hmm? And be able to use my fingers again, just so I could stroke every inch of her body. Oh, and then shag her senseless in a bed of apple blossoms, right? Hmm?
6: I don't have to take this.
3: And you know what, Massa? That's exactly what I'd do if I didn't happen to be dying in this chair. Richie, you're a man, you understand, right? Perfectly.
6: Mr. Gallagher, as head of your home support team, I have to tell you that you're making everything very difficult for us. You don't say. Just listen to yourself. Hear your speech. What about it? You're slurring and it's probably the first signs of dysarthria. This what? The disease reaching your throat. But we can't tell for sure because you won't sober up.
3: Marcella, anyone ever tell you you've got a great rack?
6: I <laughs> beg your pardon. Look,
3: Jesus. I might as well tell you, Marcella, as while my lips are still working, that your breasts are just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Can I put my head between them? Blah, 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 blah.
6: I do not oh, have, have to take this, Mr. Gallagher.
3: <laughs> You'll be back, Marcella. you love it. <laughs> You know you do. I don't think she does, Johnny.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mr. Gallagher.
3: Oh, Sinead, come on in.
7: This is Finbar O'Leary. Hello, uh, Mr. Gallagher. It's an honour to meet you.
3: Yes, it is. So, you're Sinead's boyfriend. Fiancé. Fiancé, Really?
5: I talked you that loads of times, Mr. Gallagher. Mm. We're engaged. Mm,
7: so marriage, huh? Yeah, well, it, like, it's all ahead of
5: us. But we haven't had a date yet.
7: Well, I want to get everything right. We're having a, a house built out beyond Ballincollig. You are? Well, my dad's helping us out, like. Right. Well, the family own a bit of real estate, you know, property development.
5: Vimpar's dad owns, like, half McCurtain Street. <laughs> Impressive. Oh, you should see the plans, Mr. Gallagher. The house is going to be beautiful.
7: Is it now? Five bedrooms, we picked out all the furnishings, fitted carpets, the lot.
2: Fitted Wow! Isn't that nice, Richie? Yeah, sounds lovely. All set up. All set up.
7: Well, yeah. You have to plan for these things, I'm sure you know yourself. Oh, of course, a
3: plan. Everyone should have their own plan, otherwise, you end up with someone else's plan. Right? Right. Right. Marriage is for life, you know. Mm, major cause of divorce. Though. I
5: told you, Mister Gallagher really likes my singing. You like her singing.
3: I love her singing.
7: Yeah, but her songs. Fantastic. Are original. What's well, your original? In fact, I'm always saying that to her myself.
5: When have you ever told me I was original? But your voice. Aren't I always saying to you
7: You have a good voice? Don't I? Don't she you? She has a great voice. Original song, She's a great talent. Talent. Real. Talent. Yeah, well, we have her come up with us every Tuesday night. The Odd Tuesday. And sing with the band for a set?
5: Uh, one or two songs.
7: How does she go down? Well, we bring her on and, and they want her to keep singing. Then
5: why don't you let me?
7: I told you, Sinead, it's not your band. We do covers and ballads and that's all. Just Sh- like you need your own band, Sinead.
5: That thought has crossed my mind, Mr. Gallagher. Uh,
7: Mr. Gallagher, um, do you mind? I, I, I just, I hope you don't mind, but. I have a demo CD here. It's got four songs on it, and we put it together last year. Well, we all know you're a big star, and I love all your films. Chaos is brilliant. And and you've lots of connections, like, and and maybe you might just have a listen, and if you like it, you can pass it along to someone else in the recording business. Oh. Well, I brought five copies, in case you want to pass it along. So here you go. Mr. Gallagher, if you can help us out, that'd be great, like. I can't take them.
5: Yeah, but we're only asking. Oh my God,
7: timber! My hands, from Bar.
3: See, oh,
7: I'm sorry, Mr. Bellar. Mm. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Look, I just set them down here for you on the piano, and there's contact information on the CD cover and on the disc Is She disc made on things? these. No. It's my band and me Okay then We should go Yeah Unless you have a CD player We, we can we play, play it. it right now no, let's go And then I'm if you so like so the first track I think that you Let's So my number's there I How dare you. you
2: Time is running out for you Johnny The writing was on the wall First your feet and Then your legs Your fingers Your hands Your arms And on up onto your chest and Then your throat And your tongue And I was writing it all down, scene after scene. Yeah, it was just a matter of time for you and me. Now cut to seeing the world from our salmon's point of view as he's making his way up the river. And then, something new is clouding the waters. It's blood. All right, Sheldon. Hey, Richie, you want to tell me what the hell's going on? Whoa, 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 Sheldon, hey, look, I'm making progress here. Progress? What progress? You're giving me a dirge here. Okay, uh, I admit that it's uh, kind of a dark portrait, like... Dark
8: portrait? Of what, a black
2: hole? Well, oh, yeah, but you told me to trust my instincts, and that's what I... Instincts? No one wants to see a
8: drunk, okay, wallowing in, like, self-pity for 125 minutes.
2: Box yeah but Sheldon It's exactly what's been happening Please I Look please I think the truth Is far more poignant than I
8: don't care You know I we agreed That you were going to have him
2: Find love at the end So where's the love Where's the hope oh, Look I haven't even And where's him as a little boy That we talked about You know The little boy with the big blue eyes That's what we hired you to find Right Am I right You're right Sheldon This is a multi-million dollar movie
9: We're doing here You understand that right Yeah yeah I understand well, prove it then You know by the end of the week I want to see some new
8: scenes Made
2: up happy scenes. You know what I mean? Hit all those buttons that spell box office. Right,
8: yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. You clear on this? Yeah, yeah, we're clear. What's the on? There. What? What?
5: What? What, oh
7: God,
4: what is it, Shane? Is it Johnny, with Johnny
2: okay?
7: Well, oh, he's fine, but look, oh, he's, he's on the telly. Tell he's
6: on the telly leading Irish actor Donald Maxweenie. You
4: know what? Johnny was only saying to me the other day, the great thing about cock people is that Bastard. we always help each other. Johnny's one of the greatest talents now. ever to come out of cock. Ever. Now. Ever. Finish. I mean that genuine.
6: Of course. And that's why so much of the press from around the world are beginning to arrive in this picturesque little town to follow the
1: You have been listening to episode 3 of The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg featuring the talents of David Murray Sarah Green Michael Sheehan Morgan Jones Georgina Miller Liam Heffernan Roger Gregg and Paul B. Lennox Our sound engineer was Mark McGrath The series was recorded on location with post-production in Crazy Dog Studios The Salmon of Blackpool was written, directed and produced by Roger Gregg Find out more at CrazyDogAudioTheatre.com Crazy Dog Audio Theatre in association with RTE Radio presents The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg Episode 4
2: No, it was a miracle that you got away with it for as long as you did, Johnny. You were here in Cork for over a year before the press got on. (laughs) Oh, but they're out there now for you. The paparazzi. The journalists. TV crews down at the gates waiting to catch the latest about you. You sure gave them one hell of a story, didn't you, Johnny? (laughs) You helped me write the best thing I've ever done. And all I had to do was write down what I saw every day. It's not going to be what Sheldon asked for, but it's the truth. Now. For the final movement. The day you saw Sinead for the last time. We opened with me wheeling you out into the piano room with your back against the window. Is here okay for you, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You have the ticket.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all set, Johnny. Okay, let's do this. Am I drooling? Yeah, just... Just a bit. There we go. Better. Don't want that. Okay. Let her in. Right so, Johnny. <sighs> Come on in,
5: Sinead. Hey, Richie.
2: Finbar is with me. Alright. Well, Johnny's in here.
5: Hello, Mr. Gellar.
2: Hi, sir. How's
7: it going? Great. This is about the music, right? Right. I knew it. You listened to my demo, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> wonderful. So you gotta set me up with a producer in LA or Nashville or something.
3: No, no I'm I'm not. You're not? Uh, no.
7: Then why did you ask us to come here? And to have our bags packed and bring our passports.
3: I, I, I didn't ask you, Fimba.
7: But Sinead said it was about the music. Not your music. What music then? Of course it's my music. I give you the demo. Sinead's music. Me? What?
2: Sinead's singing?
7: Yeah. What are
2: you talking about? For months now, Sinead's been singing for Johnny and you know how he feels, he feels your phenomenal talent. Too big for Cork.
5: Oh come on, I don't believe this. super
2: Give it to her, Richie.
5: What, give me what?
2: <laughs> Tickets, hotel reservations, studio bookings. Johnny's range, everything for you. You fly to LA and you're going to spend a few months recording an album. What? Knock him dead, kid.
5: I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Gallagher. No,
2: no Sinead. Thank
7: you. No, 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 what's going on here? You can't do this. Sinead's just a stunner, that's all Stunner's so. All right. well that's what this is really about You want to have it off with Sinead Well, feck you, Mr. Gallard. You think you're a big fucking movie star Mr. Hollywood And you can just come in here and boil your way into yeah. her pants Look at you, uh, drooling In your chair You're just some pathetic. I off from black oh. Stop, Stop it, Finbar oh. Stop it, Finberg. Stop it Disgrace! Me? I'm your fiancé! Not some spa sex fiend! Hey no, boy! You better be off! Fine! Up. Fine. Come on, Sinead. We're gone. We don't have to take this! He's not going to be your pimp.
5: Can't we discuss this? Discuss what?
7: There's nothing to discuss! Take the ticket, Sinead.
5: Are you insane?
7: Are you insane? We're going to be married. Remember? We've big plans. You can't just go off.
5: You were just about to go off. But that's different. How is that different? Because.
7: Take it, Sinead. All right. All right. Sinead. Now this is it, like. Now I'm going to go. And I'm either going to see you tonight. Or it's all
2: over. Now it's up to you.
5: Yes, Fimber. It is up to me.
2: And the scene ends with a shot of Sinead's eye and it's fiery and determined and we zoom into the black of our pupil until the entire screen is black except for a circle of light and then we see that the light is a reflection of the moon and that the black is the gently undulating surface of the water and then suddenly the cam is shattered as the salmon leaps into the night sky and we see its silhouette flash in the moonlight which crossfades to the lights in a TV studio ...and we draw back and we see our two characters being interviewed. Yeah, this is the last interview you ever gave Johnny.
7: Johnny Gallagher, A-list movie star, Hollywood's most noted recluse... ...and now, of course, confronting this terrible motor neuron disease. It's an honour to speak with you.
3: Yes, it is.
7: Johnny, you've chosen to spend your remaining time back here in your hometown... I imagine that being back home after so many years away
2: is helping you cope. Richard, tell him about the lobsters. You sure, Johnny? Lobsters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, right, there's this American tourist, all right, and he walks into the seafood restaurant in Cork, and he sees, you know, the big tank full of lobsters in the water or not. Anyway, the waiter, waiter says to the tourist, just pick up any lobster you want there out of the tank, we'll go ahead and boil it for you. Tourist looks at the lobsters and says, "Yes, you know, that's amazing, like... And the waiter says, You never seen you know, live lobsters before? And the American kind of goes, Oh yeah, sure, I've seen live lobsters before in a tank, but in the States we've got a lid on the tank to stop the lobsters from climbing out. You know. So, so the waiter says, Oh, geez, we don't have to worry about that, sir. These are cork lobsters. <laughs> cork lobsters? says the American. Yes, yeah, says the waiter. If one of them ever gets the notion, try and climb up, all the others drag him back down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's humour, right? No, so sorry, I, I, don't get it. I, I don't get it. And then we cut to a lazy stream. Through the sunlight shimmering on the surface, we see the salmon slowly drift into the frame. And a whirlpool forms and spirals away into nothingness. And then the sound of traffic. And we zoom into the dark water and pull back into the pavement of a major junction of the road in from Mellow. You recognise this place, Johnny? No. Oh, I think you do. This used to be in Murphy's Brewery. See the chimney would come right down there. Do you remember that big chimney? Oh, come on, everybody knows the big chimney. The farmers used to drop with the trailers and shovel out all the hops. Still steaming. Christ, the smell.
3: It was everywhere.
2: Yeah, and see the bar then used to be down there but right at the stack.
3: Oh, the, 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 the constellation. Yeah,
2: that's it and then the little stream used to run along by there
3: I used to see otters swimming there from top to top I believe that
2: otters Oh, Johnny yeah I remember yeah. watching one once Edith happened and see up there then they used to be just all those little cottages Noah you'd never know they were there would you no oh god yeah there's no plaque there's no flowers no sign there's nothing in the market at all Mary and Dennis Gallagher, number 12, Backwater Course Road, Blackpool.
3: Why are you doing this?
2: Oh, come on, Johnny.
3: Why? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, 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 the
2: script. No, Johnny, it's not about the script anymore. It's about you. I think you need to say it.
3: Say what? What well, about that fact? Off to England when I was six. So what? Now that I spend the next ten years... Watching my ma drink herself to death till she finally had that stroke. My mm-hmm. mask, she clogged on for 26 fucking days. Her face all bloated like balloon tubes running everywhere. Seeing her like that, I... God, I wanted to pull the plug back. Yeah, sure. She was my ma... I loved her, but fucked up. It's fucked. It's too And
2: that's it. Yeah, that's it.
3: Why are you disappointed?
2: No, I just thought that. Without what?
3: That there be some horrible, dark secret? My girlfriend dying, giving birth, and I crave felt No, no, no. Sorry.
2: Then then why couldn't you ever speak about any of this? It's over
3: long ago. I can't change any of it. I don't like thinking about it, no. And I'm not one of those sad fucks who feels compelled to relive it on Oprah. It was bad enough to live through what's... You know, it's just one of those things. Pick any street anywhere and you'll find the story just as sad. But we move on. We all move on. Why did you come here, Johnny? You you brought me here.
2: No, no, no. I mean back to Cork. Like after not setting a foot in the place for 30 years. 28 years. But you could have stayed in L.A., like. You're a millionaire. You could have stayed anywhere. Where else am I going to go? I'm dying, for fuck's sake. So in the end you... You just up and return to where it all started. I'll be Are here, aren't I? Like some, like some kind of salmon swimming home to die.
3: You should put that in your script. Yeah, maybe I will. No, dude, do, no, I'm serious, Richie. Yeah. When the time
2: comes, you'll be there, right? Yeah. Johnny, I'll be there. Richie, please don't let them prolong me. Johnny, I, I, I can't promise that. I,
3: don't I, let them prolong me, Richie.
1: <sighs>
2: <sighs> yeah, Johnny, that's in the script. It's part of the final act. You know, it's funny. The first time that you and I really talked was the last time you could speak how fast it progressed. A week after that, you couldn't move your lips at all anymore. And I was writing it all down, and that's all I was writing. It was the only story I wanted to tell. <sighs> Next page of script. Now, uh, we cross-cut to the salmon. The water is slower now. The, the violent currents have eased away. It's also shallow. It's barely enough for the fish to pass through. But, he drags himself slowly up the shallows. It's... Agony, but he perseveres. Then we see the mouth of the fish gaping open and closed as he fights for breath, and this crossfades to the respirator being demonstrated by your medical team, Marcella and Dr. Whitman.
3: Now, as the muscles of your respiratory system weaken, your breathing will become very difficult, and this biped ventilatory support will be necessary,
6: certainly at night. Why? To ensure that you continue breathing in your sleep. Eventually, as you lose control of breathing entirely, the Bipap will have to be used around the clock.
3: Oh great. Yeah, with the Bipap comes the increasing risk of pneumonia. So me outside in the rain.
2: I'm sorry, what was that? He said he wants to be left outside in the rain. Oh no. Oh god.
6: <laughs> this is not the time for jokes.
7: Mr. Gallagher, Johnny, please. At this stage, it's crucial that you let us do what we can for you. With a tracheotomy, we can insert feeding tubes. Oh, no!
3: no.
6: You're not being rational. If for the past year and a half you had been following our instructions, taking your medications, your rhylazol, and not drinking yourself stupid night and day, you would not be at this juncture right now. Uh, That was Johnny's decision. You stay out of this. You've been assisting him all along. Well, yeah, yeah, I have. What is this? Some kind of Cork Brotherhood? He has the right place. What is done is done. Can I have a word, Doctor? Certainly, yes. I insist that as medical professionals in charge of this man's care, we do the right thing here.
2: Mm, You mean put him on the respirator?
6: Yes. Surely you can see that given his history of alcoholism and what are now obvious signs of dementia, which you know can be symptomatic of the illness... We have to intervene in Mr. Gallagher's best interest. Oh, wait a
2: minute. No. Johnny doesn't want this. We can't
6: be sure of that. Because, thanks to you, he's never been sober. It's how he wanted to live his life. He's dying. He has the right. You have been part of the problem here all along. I have helped many patients survive comfortably for years. Yet you both have stubbornly resisted all my... It's his life! You don't care as long as you get your script. No, that's not true. He's my friend. He's not your friend. Look what you're doing to him! Oh, Jesus, Johnny, Johnny, don't cry, please. Get out of the way. Here, lift your head. Calm yourself down. Calm down. You see, Doctor, we have to deal with this. Very well.
7: Let's put him under the Caught
6: to
2: the salmon stranded on the rocky bank, he's fighting to breathe, he's writhing, he's trying to will himself back into the water. And now, onto the pages of script I just wrote this morning, the final bits. We cut to my character, grey afternoon, light arcing in through the window, soft rain on the glass. My character's in the study when the door opens. Sheldon!
9: You're here? Yeah, I'm here. I just flew in this morning. What, I, what the hell is that place? Shannon or something? Shannon, yeah. Yeah, what a pitch. What is it? In the middle of nowhere. I know, yeah. <laughs> what is that about? Who wants to go to nowhere?
2: <laughs> no one.
9: Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, in the rain.
2: Uh, you should have given us a little bit of a notice. We could have sent out a car to collect you.
9: Yeah. How long have all the press been gathered outside? Ah, oh,
2: past couple of weeks. Sure the story's out now, like.
9: Yeah, I know.
2: Uh, Johnny is in next door. Uh, they've them all hooked up. They, they put him on a respirator. Come here, I'll show you. No,
9: not yet. Uh,
2: aren't you going to see him before? Well, I... no,
9: look. <clears throat> I'm actually here to see you, Richie. Me? Yeah, the script. We've got a problem.
2: What kind of problem?
9: We're cutting you out, Rich.
2: You're firing me?
9: Well, the script, you know, you sent us. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I was wrong about you, Richie. I thought you were a a good writer. I thought you could write us a good story. But it is
2: a good story. You
9: see? This is what I'm talking about. But the script is great, Sheldon. It's
2: it's authentic.
8: Authentic. There.
2: You see? Well, uh, it's a true story of a man. A a very flawed, uh, selfish and weak man. Why? Because that's what I've seen with him while I've been here with Johnny. It's the truth. Where is the life-affirming
8: rags-to-riches story that we paid you to write?
2: Uh, Well... Well, it's not there. I know.
8: That's the point. It's not here. It's not anywhere on any page of this whole sordid script. And why?
2: Because it never happened.
8: It's a movie.
2: Yeah. About Johnny Gallagher, who is in the next room, by the way. Richie, Richie,
8: Richie. Well, this might be a damning indictment of the human condition, but it's not good box
2: office. Oh, that's all you care about
8: is box office. Yes! Because we are making a movie! Of course we care about box office! I mean, that's the name of the game here! I told you on day one, it's all about box office! Yes.
2: also on day one, you told me you wanted something authentic. I asked you for a hero, and
8: you have given me a slobbering drunk. You know, I asked for something uplifting, and you've given me two Irish morons drowning in despair. You know, I asked
2: for some humor! Uh, Hang on now, there is humor. Where? Uh, Where in this is there any humor? Uh, oh, when uh, when Johnny's character is, is talking about the Cork lobsters. The lobsters? Exactly. What
8: the hell was that about? Oh, sure, that's funny, that's that's Cork. <laughs> so, who's going to laugh? I don't get it. I mean, even in this scene, the only people who laugh are you two. Oh, look, people will laugh at that.
2: I mean, sure, I, th- I think Johnny's character is... is terrified of dying. No, I, I don't think you understand. He's not terrified of dying. He's he's actually terrified of living. <sighs>
8: about you guys. I mean, is there something in the water here or what? You're
2: going to give me a heart attack. Yeah, but there is hope in the story, Sheldon. I mean, that's what the whole salmon thing symbolizes. You
8: see, you got a famous movie star dying and a salmon fish dying. But what? There's no hope. But what about all them final scenes? <laughs> oh, right. The new fish. Look. You know. Last page.
2: And there's a new fish. Yeah, but <laughs> right, yeah. i sure that's how it works. The salmon returns to the place of birth. He, he dies, but not before spawning a whole new generation, who then go off into the open and and start the cycle of life all over great, again. Great, great. So it all
8: ends up in the last ten seconds with a scene out of The Lion King. No,
2: no, jeez, this is real.
8: It's it's still the truth. Okay, okay. Then show me in this script where Johnny Gallagher spawns this new generation. Go on, show me. Well, 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 he
2: doesn't, but
8: not personally. Not personally. That's the point here, Rich! It's gotta be personal, one-to-one. A little blue-eyed boy and his mother. His mother dies, okay? But the little boy vows to carry on and prove his love for her by rising up out of the whatever, this, the, the, the crappy black pool place, and he makes something of himself, and he does it! He struggles, and he succeeds! He gets out. He becomes a superstar, bringing joy to millions of people everywhere, and along the way, he finds some love. He loses love. He finds love again. He makes people laugh. He makes people cry. He makes them, you know... It's about life! Life, that's the word, not death. We want his life story. We don't want to be forced to watch him slowly dying for 96 minutes. But that's what's happening. Gee, damn it, Sheldon, my script is the right thing to do. Trust me. Trust you? Who the hell do you think you are? Your script... There's no YOUR script, buddy boy! It's OUR script! We own it! And we're buried! No! No, you can't do that! Oh, yes, we can! I won't let you. you! Come on! Uh, Give me, you on me. You're just a nobody! <laughs> didn't you read the contract? We've been paying you for the script!
2: Just see him. Just come and see what's happening to this man for real, what's happening! You said he was once your friend, didn't you? But well, you said your whole career is built around him. You made a fortune off him, didn't you? All right. Johnny? Johnny, look who's here. It's Sheldon. Sheldon Burkus. How about that? He's come all the way to Hollywood just to see you, Johnny. They've uh, they've put him on that uh, that hideous life support thing, it's just just to keep him breathing.
9: Hmm. Oh, Johnny! Wow! I don't know what to say. Sheldon's just fired me, Johnny. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go with Richie's script, Johnny. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's not what we're looking for.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been reading it to him.
9: Oh, Well, then you know, Johnny. It's it's too. Too, too dark. Yeah, Johnny, it's too dark. We don't want to have all your uh, dirty laundry washed out in public, <laughs> people seeing you piss yourself and uh, <clears throat> and things. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, uh, you'll like this. We're having a set built of your old house. You know those little cottages, that black uh, blackpool bit, you know? I mean, that's the one bit in Richie's script that we did like. So we're going to build a set of the place, and then we can have your character there as a little blue-eyed boy, and the and the brewery, and the farmers, and and uh, that scene with you uh, watching the otter uh, eat the fish, and uh, and of course we'll have some scenes with you and your mom. So uh, so I'll be back tomorrow. Bye, Johnny. Take care.
2: It's just you and me, Johnny. The last scene. How About this. There's a shot of the still eye of the lifeless salmon. It's reflecting the light of the sun. But then The light in the eye becomes the endless sea filling the screen. At first it seems perfectly still, but then we see that it's all alive with motion. And then suddenly, a salmon leaps up into the spray, up into the sun. How about that, Johnny?
7: I wouldn't like it there, but it's a big development due to open next month, and it's in Blackpool. So, that is exciting. And here's something else exciting. Well, now, it's number seven in the American charts, and unbelievable, it's starting to slowly climb up the charts here. All the best for Cork's own Sinead Murphy. My lips taste the salt
5: Brian, as my toes touch the sea. I step from the shoreline to the waves reach my knees. I wait in deeper I'm going all the way Your little stream with your little dreams can hold me back today Just release me Into the deep Don't try to fish me out with promises I can't keep The ocean is calling Dance through the waves Below me softly Kissing me with spray I leap to the sunlight From the wide open sea Where it all goes I'll never know Just let this dream carry me
1: You have been listening to the final episode of The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg. Featuring the talents of David Murray, Sarah Green, Michael Sheehan, Morgan Jones, Georgina Miller, Liam Heffernan, Roger Gregg and Paul B. Lennox. Our sound engineer was Mark McGrath. The series was recorded on location with post-production in Crazy Dog Studios. The Salmon of Blackpool was written, directed and produced by Roger Gregg. Find out more at Crazy dot com.
0: And that was Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's The Salmon Blackpool Crazy Dog theater re dot com Uh, the British spelling of the word. Uh, Really excellent YouTube channel by Crazy Dog Audio Theater. I'll put that in our um, blog show notes to go with the show as well. Uh, Roger has done all sorts of interesting theater stuff, especially as he has done less audio theater. He's done more stage theater. Um, And luckily for us, there are a lot of uh, YouTube videos of his work uh, on YouTube and addition to the entire series infidel uh, for 30 minute episodes um, at his, the crazy dog audio theater YouTube. So I'll give you a link to that if you want to go explore more. Uh, Roger is one of my mentors and uh, one of the, the finest audio dramatists of our age and uh, wish he were doing more. But so so it is and we've got the stuff that he did produce that we can be thankful for. Um, all right. And uh, there are, of course, deep, deep archives of audio drama, hundreds of hours at Radiodramarevival.com. You can follow us on Twitter, hit up at Radiodrama um, or Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Radio Drama uh, Find us on iTunes or Stitcher. Search for Radio Drama Revival. All right, um, that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenholch. Copyright of individual shows remains that are original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on air radio at WMPG FM, Southern Maine's Community Radio. It's podcast at radiodramarevival.com as Labor's Love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.